I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to Bretton Cliff's Flea Circus. My name is Cliff and I can see a very pale man on the other side. <laughs> Alan Z. Are you alright, Cliff? I'm alright, how are you? I'm good, uh-huh. Yes, I'm fine. How's, how's life treating you these days? Um, well, it's weird, isn't it? It's Easter weekend when we're doing this, but I had absolutely no idea. I've had no Easter eggs. The mm-hmm. Ben's had no Easter eggs, but obviously she can't eat them yet anyway. But I would have had, yeah, you uh, would eat. And it. You know, I work on a Sunday and Monday, so I was working yesterday and today. Like it's mm-hmm. just been the same, <laughs> it's been just the same, different. yeah. It's just weird. days, just they just sort of meld into one, don't they? There's, we're in this there's no weird, difference in the days. We're in this weird stasis where, like, uh-huh. I don't know, like. Six o'clock here, I've got a beer cracked open. It's Monday. Yeah. So what? Like, I mean, what yep. if the world ends or everybody gets corona, well, whatever? That's it. Will I feel any better because I haven't had a beer on a Monday night? I don't think well, so. Well, that's that's it, you say. I'm t- still trying to stick to me, uh, me, me low alcohol content of beers. I but I'm sorry. Yeah, I've got skull today. So you've so, got skull? Uh, skull, yep. Is it Danish? Yeah, I love a little bit of skull. Danish, is it? Yeah, well, it is, isn't it? Skull is the, the Danish word for cheers, isn't it? I think it's pronounced skull. 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 It's skull, I think. <laughs> it's, got the, no, it's, just... it's got the accents of the O, hasn't it? Uh, not on the car, no. Has it not? So, oh, maybe yeah, I'm I think wrong. I think you're wrong. Shall make you look it up, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> look it up, dickhead. <laughs> So on, uh, on that right, I've right. got something to say about that. Actually, okay, hold well, on, because I was, I was, <laughs> all right. Well, I, I was watching uh, after I recorded that, and I had no idea who you were talking about. I was watching the new Star Trek, which is called Picard. I've seen right? a little bit of it; quite like it. Uh, well, this character just popped up, and she's called Seven of Nine. I've like <laughs> never, <laughs> never heard of her before. Me like. But yes, so you were right. So I did look well, enough, dickhead. I was a bit wrong, wasn't I? Because I, because you, well, you said, I've, uh, I've watched all the Star Treks. I know everything about all the Star Treks. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Listen back. You said I've watched all the Star Treks, <laughs> and I went, oh, seven is nine. That, that last, and you, you went, don't know what you're talking about. Like seven, I said seven is nine. The name seven of nine. So you can't That's tell right, me. Eh? Yeah, don't know what you're talking about. So, 
unless you say a seven of nine, I'm, I'm not accepting it. Exactly, you didn't get it exactly right, did you? So I was, I was right to say that. I'd, well, I hadn't actually heard of it before, so there you go. It's on I the Voyager one, isn't it? Star Trek. I, I haven't seen any. I haven't seen them, yeah, so, so that's me defence. You haven't seen all the Star Trek. So I haven't seen all the Star Treks. <laughs> Rumble! You make this to be a right liar. I can't remember Rumble. actually saying I've seen all the Star Treks. I Word said that I'd seen, no, I'd seen all of the Enterprise series yeah. of Word Star Treks. Yes, you've got to go back and miss. Look at it, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm outside again on the balcony because I'm quite liking mm-hmm. the being out after a day because it's weird isn't it like i mean i know i'm lucky because i'm still working and i've got a fairly nice apartment it's quite you know it's not tiny um Mm -hmm. but i mean i I am still stuck in the same place but i appreciate that it's quite a nice place to be stuck and i'm still working and i'm lucky to have a job still but i mean you're alive and i'm alive and i haven't been stricken um so but you know like I, i sit Somebody, I took a picture and sent it to somebody today, and they said, oh, you're in the nursery. I was like, I'm in, I'm in the nursery, which doubles up as my office and uh-huh. triples up as my bedroom. So yes, I'm in the nursery, <laughs> but it's a multi, multi-functional space, I think is what it would be uh, described as by an estate agent. So anyway, I'm were, enjoying... Were you, were you playing a new version of Cluedo with this person, were you? Yeah, and I whacked him <laughs> with a joystick. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Yeah. In the bedroom slash nursery slash office with a joystick. Yeah. Uh, and what's my name? General Brown. General Brown. Not not the actual name then. No. <laughs> so anyway, Can't have your actual name. What I was trying to say is I've quite enjoyed at the end of work just coming out under the balcony again. I'm very lucky. Not a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people I know who live here don't have balconies. We've got we've mm-hmm. got one, and it's honestly just been nice just to come out here and have a beer. Yeah. And I've got a sliver of like sunset over the sea. You're you're it. always in the pitch black, like you're um like you're a teenage uh, goth. Well, I am. I'm always in black, aren't I? So I, I suppose I am a teenage goth. It's now wrong with goths. Anyway, I like goths. Um, but the only. Th- Thing that's happened to me this week, I sent you away a message of a job alert that I got on my phone, didn't I? Yeah, but um, I, d- I, did was, not, I didn't believe it. Well, I swear down, I still got it on my phone. The job alert was for a, a, a guillotine operative. So, <laughs> In 17th century France. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. It's like the French Revolution. Maybe the government in, in England, I, I expect, like, you know, the the lower classes, the working classes to just rise up. This is the punishment gonna... for if you go out more than once a day. <laughs> you, I, I could guillotine you. Oh, I guillotines. I didn't actually um, apply for it because that would be an offer. It are guillotines. I think it's pronounced guillotine. Um, guillotine. <laughs> no, absolutely no chance. No chance. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Guillotine sounds like an guillotine. Irish folk singer. <laughs> 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 no, but are I they think... only used to chop off heads? Can you chop off any other parts of the body with them? Well, that's a <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, well, if you stuck your leg through, I, I doubt it would just bounce off, would it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, 
Specifically, you the, the blade it, it can only cut through neck. neck yeah, mesh. it only works on your neck. That's the only way it works. I didn't mean neck. would it work. I meant it, uh, has it been used as a punishment? <laughs> well, if you didn't mean would it work, you shouldn't have said would it work, should you? I didn't say would it work. I said it would it be used for. Not would it not would it break if you used it for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that, that was a bit weird, wasn't okay. it? I don't like how you got a text message. I'm not applying that. for any jobs anyway. I'd prefer to just stay in the house. Who's going to apply for jobs these days? Do you know what I mean? Mm, I suppose. So. I mean, I've I, I, I've already got a job anyway. I don't, why should I apply for a job? But, you know, you, well, you must have signed up for the alerts. <laughs> yeah, but I've, I've I've just I've no I've made no interest whatsoever in, in capital punishment. I'm against it, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know why. <laughs> well, I should do, shouldn't I? Just like that alert on your phone last week that should have known that you were in the house. Oh, you, so you know how I just I switched it off while I was out on the balcony, wasn't I? I just switched it off because it was quite alarming, which obviously is its point. Um, mm-hmm. But I came off and I think what it said was, you know, under total lockdown. And I just ignored it and like dismissed it because I uh-huh. came off the uh, chat to you and was no longer just um just a nighttime curfew it was a full like lockdown now full thing, got, yeah. got to apply for a permit to go out and you've got to say where you're going and all of that kind of stuff so what we're going to talk about this week anyway cliff well your well, favorite isn't it you i'll be honest with you now i've made no notes about this so i've got no That's nothing right. to refer to and uh-huh. I did pay attention. You do that to every show. week. No, I've always got notes. Lots of them. No, you haven't. Line get you always no. on your phone looking at Google and that. No. Looking no. for dead celebrities. <laughs> I mean, I am always doing that, but not necessarily for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So you asked me. You tr- I'm, you're trying to convince us to. Uh, yeah. You're trying to convince us to watch Doctor Who, aren't you? And think that it's good. Yeah. Because um, it is. Well, I disagree. Um, but you've made right. us you've made us watch episode ten in series uh-huh. four of Modern Doctor Who's. Which That's is right. Yes, David it's Tennant called Midnight. Era. Yeah, David Tennant. Uh-huh. It's called Midnight. Yeah. Um, so I I I remember because you've never liked Doctor Who, right? And even when it wasn't on the t- the TV, we went to London once. And I put on the Doctor Who theme tune, didn't I? A, a pub just over and over again. And it infuriated you, didn't it? <laughs> I, didn't, I don't think it infuriated me as much as all of the other people in the pub that had listened to the yeah. Doctor Who theme tune for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still funny though. But you've never, you've never been a fan of Doctor Who at all, have you? I think when I was a kid, I was scared of it, scared of the theme tune and... Uh, uh-huh. I never really watched it, but it was, it was, you know, how people say the theme tune would start and kids would get behind the sofa or whatever. It, mm-hmm. it was, I did feel a bit like that. Not that we really watched it in our house, but I yeah. can't remember really it ever being on. I did used to watch it right. when um, Sylvester McCoy was in it. I used to watch it then. I was probably yeah. about 10 or something when that was on. And I think it was about the age when I used to watch that Red Dwarf. Mm-hmm. Probably not really understand the human red dwarf, but I like because it was about spaceships and that. Um, uh-huh. And then Doctor Who, and I used to watch that, and I used to think he was quite good. And his assistant yeah. was and called Ace, off, it? wasn't it? 
Ace, and she was Sophie, someone. That's right, her. yes. Um, I used to like that then, but then yeah. I, uh-huh. I've never watched another ever since it came back. I've never watched it. I've, right. I've watched, there's been clips on, and it's every time I've seen a clip of it, it's confirmed me fears that uh-huh. it's total shit. <laughs> so I've never bothered watching it. <laughs> well, that's, uh, at least you watched it, though. At least you mm-hmm. watched it. Because I, I, I watch messaged. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could have done. You could have refused, couldn't you? Because I messaged you and I said, what did you think of it? Um, and you said, I didn't think it was crap and I didn't think it was good. So you, you're obviously, you know, sitting on a fence there. I, I still had extreme reaction. Yeah. I still had extreme reaction to it. But like, I, some uh-huh. of it was better than I thought it would be. And some of it I thought was totally shit. But we can talk uh-huh. about it. Do you want to tell right. everyone what, yeah. what it's about? Well, it? well, Doctor Who is. Well, I'll tell you what Doctor Who is first because uh, it, it works into the, the podcast that we did last week we did a jfk one last week didn't we We did Mm -hmm. quantum leap but it was about jfk Mm -hmm. and uh doctor who started in 1963 the day after jfk was shot so um, that's when it was (laughs) 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 that's that's when it was in but i I think it's like the longest running tv show ever it's fantastic and i think the main one of the main reasons for it being so fantastic is is that able to sort of reinvent it every single time because uh, the doctor has this thing where he dies and he can regenerate and he becomes a different person completely with a different personality. And I think that that's the thing that's, you know, give it longevity and and kept it going for as long as it has. Um, But the episode that we, we watched was called midnight. It is one where David Tennant's uh, the doctor there's also other as in it as well. Uh, Leslie Sharp, I've seen her in a couple of, of different yeah. things. Yeah. She plays uh, a character called Sky, and there's a, another one as well. Uh, David Troughton, which obviously you not being a, a doctor. I know that name. I saw the name. I know what that is. <laughs> uh, so his his dad was the second doctor, mm-hmm. um, and it's written by Russell T Davies. Have you ever watched any stuff by him before? He's the queer as folk man, isn't he? I haven't. Yeah, I'm so queer as folk. Um, well, do you not I've, remember I've, when I was at uni and I uh, lived with that guy who was head of the LGBT uh, stuff, um, the society, right. and we he used to have it on sometimes, like when you would come around uh, that uh-huh. house. Um, and I definitely once we came in from a night out and he was sitting watching it. Uh, you must you must have been there for this. He was sitting watching it with a, can, a, a candle burning on this arm of the armchair he was in, a tub of margarine and one uh-huh. leather glove on and queer as folk on the TV. <laughs> no, I can't remember that. But uh, I, I've watched one thing um, that he did, which is called The Second Coming. It's, it's, uh, it's got Christopher Eccleston in, who was the, doc- the doctor as well. And that's really, really uh, good. Okay, I wanted to watch that, yeah. Because I love Chris uh, Eccleston. Um, I really yeah. love him. And I was almost tempted to watch the Doctor Who that he was in. But was he just in one? One series? I thought it was just a one-off. Or was that one a McGann? Series. Was no. McGann in just one? McGann was in uh, just the the film that was uh, made by the Americans. So it was a little bit different. Okay. Um, I, I remember enjoying that as a kid. And then he was in like a, a sort of a 10-minute special as well. But I think he did a lot of 10 minutes, <laughs> What's yeah. What's the point of that? Was, <laughs> was it for Comic Relief? 
No, it, it was it was because no one had seen him regenerate. So that the, over the history of Doctor Who, you've seen all the Doctors re, regenerate and stuff like that. And because he was only in the Fulham, nobody had actually seen okay. his regeneration. So, um, okay. he, he regenerates in uh, um, John Hurt, who's, a, who's the Doctor as well. Oh, is he? One-off special. Yeah. Oh, I love John Hurt. Well, because he's class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's a history of it and stuff like that. It's been going for so long that there's a massive history, although the program is called Doctor Who. So there's always been a, a mystery to, to who the Doctor is. Um, you know, a little bit about... But it hasn't got a like question that. mark, has it? Well, it, 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 it hasn't got a question mark, no. But uh, some of the, the Doctors that you, you're talking about there, especially in the 80s... Um, they all seem to have a question mark on their clothes or whatever. Oh, did they? Okay. So, yeah. Uh-huh. So anyway, the episode that we're talking about is called Midnight. Can I just stop you? Um, and the doctor... <laughs> Go on, then. I once served Chris Eccleston some uh, fries at McDonald's and South Shields. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it was after... It was what on earth was he doing there? Yeah, I'd finished the Great North Run, and I was working in McDonald's, uh, Great North Run Day. Very busy day, and he, I don't think he pushed to the front, yeah. but he appeared right next to us where I was doing the chips. Uh-huh. Uh, and I kind of just leant over and gave him them because uh, Chris Michaels did in it. <laughs> Class, I love Chris Michaels, and he's brilliant. Yeah, I'm, honestly, I'm a big, really big fan of his. I think he's excellent. Not in enough stuff, uh-huh. doesn't get enough praise, I think. Credit, yeah, yeah. Um, he's in the others and stuff with uh, Nicole Kidman, it's mm-hmm. good in that. Um, but he's, he's brilliant as the Doctor. I mean, that's what revived Doctor Who, basically him and, and Russell T. Davies. Um, but they had a fallen out, I think, so that's why he was only in it for one season. Okay. Right, so the episode's uh, Midnight. Um, what happens is the Doctor goes to travel to um, this particular planet called Midnight where, where nobody sort of set foot uh, on the planet, apart doesn't from make this any leisure sense. palace. Doesn't make of course, any it sense. does. It does. Doesn't make any does sense. This... I'll explain it if you want. <laughs> well, here's my understanding of it. So on, he's got a day off. So he's got a day off his usual whatever the fuck he does on his on his usual days, fucking fighting aliens or whatever. No, he's just a traveller, like a gypsy, with the time machine. Yes, instead of a horse. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He is like that. He is right, like okay, that. Okay, okay. So he's got a day off from traveling, which I don't know why he needs a day off to do this because he's still traveling somewhere. So that doesn't make any sense for a start. But he's right. got a day off and he gets, he goes um, to this planet called Midnight uh-huh. yep. that you can't look out a window at or set foot on uh-huh. it. So, yeah. what, so he's. So he's just the he's go- in like a truck that has no windows. It's going to a destination mm-hmm. that when he gets there, he can't look at it or get out of the truck, and then he goes back again. What's the point in that? Right. Well, there's, there's two separate things, right? So there's the, the leisure palace where he sets off from and leaves his companion, um, and then he goes off on this sort of this shuttle thing to another sort of leisure palace to see a waterfall. So he can an indoor waterfall. Wa- it's like being in Dubai, not being able to go outside because <laughs> it's too hot. And then you go so somewhere. Indoors. Then you go somewhere indoors to look at something that should be outdoors. 
<laughs> well, that, that's that's what happens. That's why he does. So he goes off with these people um, and, and tries to have a look at this waterfall, which is in another part of the area, um, which by shuttle they get there, basically. So uh, obviously it's got the house, so things aren't going to go swimmingly either. And the shuttle stops and the doctor sort of gets the, the drivers to open the windows because they can for a certain length of time. Right. So, obviously he's Doctor Who, so it doesn't go swimmingly. Well, I don't know what Doctor Who's usually about, what not normally happens to him day to day. I mean, he's, he's, he's ancient. I mean, he's, he's hundreds or even thousands of years old. I'm not old, bothered so. how old he is. I'm saying, like, what does he usually do? Who so knows? Let's, let's say he wasn't, he wasn't on his day off and he wasn't going on the shuttle. What would he be doing? Uh-huh. Well, it, 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 it depends. Just time travel. Take his companions doing, up. He would just be doing the same thing somewhere else, wouldn't he? So I don't understand why it's a day off. He still would be going somewhere and something would happen to him. So that's what I don't understand. So your argument is it's the doctor's day off, so you would prefer to watch him <laughs> for 45 minutes, right? Just sitting on a deck chair or something. No, I'd prefer not to watch him at all, but I am watching <laughs> it. And what I'm saying is <laughs> the premise of this program is this is his day He's off. an alien. He's a... Yeah, he's an alien though, isn't he? So uh, who can say what the doctor would do, want to do on his day off? No, who would not, say? It's he not can't keep himself cho- still. It's not what he's choosing <laughs> to do that is upsetting us. What what's, upsetting? what's upsetting me is that the show mm-hmm. is the doctor's got a day off, so he's going to go and do this thing. And on that, on his little trip, something bad happens, and he ends up having to save the day again. Right? I get that. Mm-hmm. How is that any different to a day that isn't a day off? Because that's what he does in every episode. It, well, it, it, it's not. It's not. It's, there's no difference. There's no difference at all. Because that's the premise of the show. The premise of the show is the Doctor saving the day. It's just uh, along with it, his companion. Is it that it's an excuse for him not to be with his companion, which is a stupid name for him anyway? <laughs> Pretty much. Right. Pretty much. Because she, that's, that's the who I should say is Catherine Tate, who, uh-huh. for a start, I'm no, f- I'm no fan of David Tennant. Like, I really, uh-huh. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything that I've enjoyed. Not only not enjoyed the show that he's in, uh-huh. but not enjoyed him in anything. Can't watch that. What's that one right. that's meant to be good, the BBC show? that that's Broadchurch. Broadchurch. I've never watched that. I don't <laughs> like him. Jessica Jones, he was yeah. in that. I thought he was a dick in that. Didn't like it. And yeah, I don't really uh-huh. know what else he's in. Also, he's about 50 and he's going on like he's about 15 in this and he's meant to be about 400. So <laughs> I don't get that. <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> well, the he's a... I'm not going to say anything about Catherine Tate other than she was massive for mm-hmm. a small amount of time and now nobody yeah. heard from her for about 15 years. Uh, I'm no fan of Catherine Tate, but she is good in Doctor Who. I like Doctor Who. The guy who made Broadchurch, created that, is the one who's running Doctor Who now. But But without David Tennant? Uh, yeah, David Tennant isn't the Doctor. Jodie Witt is the Doctor now. You don't like it now because it's a woman? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I knew you'd say that. That's not actually true at all. That was a long rant from you, by the way. That, that was well, more to come. Like Doctor <laughs> Who and uh, you don't like. I think it was more annoyed that he, he wasted his day off <laughs> than anything else. <laughs>
when yeah that's that's what pissed you off the most <laughs> so what's he doing on his day off <laughs> so anyway then the shuttle um and the doctor get the, the shuttle stalls and the doctor gets the the drivers to open the window the do something like that truck, they right? shouldn't be doing well, it's like a, yeah, it's like, it's like yeah. It's like an armored truck and there's about 10 of them on it. So they've got to go a different way. Um, uh-huh. And they, they show you a little map and they go yep. through the fucking valley of the ice witches or something like that, which <laughs> obviously you're like, well, that, that, that seems like a terrible idea, but okay, let's go for it. <laughs> yeah, so they do that and the doctor gets them to open the window and they do. And one of the drivers thinks he can see something they've got to shut the window very quickly because they'll all be vaporized and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then Dr. goes back in. And previous to this, he's, he's turned off the entertainment system. So he has to talk to the other humans because they're all human on the shuttle. Um, and then you hear sort of banging on the, on the outside of the door, which is unsettling and great. I, I, I think anyway, I think it's, it's really good. So it's just banging, and they're all getting very, very paranoid and scared and stuff like that. Um, and this entity, whatever it is that's outside, seems to jump into the character of Sky, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's almost like a possession type thing. Um, so obviously the, the characters are, are paranoid as it is because the, the sort of thing isn't supposed to stop, but it does stop, so they're getting... They're getting scared, but she seemed to be the more scared of of the lot. This this guy. Um, so then it, it sort of turns into you know the the passengers sort of getting super paranoid, and it ramps up the paranoia all the way through because this guy's just crouching in the corner. It's sort of reminiscent of The Exorcist, where she's possessed. So mm-hmm. the character sort of think she's possessed and stuff like that. And the doctor tries to talk the sky, doesn't he? Um, yeah. And then what happens is um, she starts to repeat everything that all the passengers are seeing. And this, fashion. This is where I thought it was, it was just really clever. Yeah. I just thought it was it, because watching it, it is unsettling, um, and it, there's no monsters in this. You know, there's there's no special effects really, a little bit, but not too much. It's more about the acting. And I know you said that you don't like, you know, David Tent or whatever, but this story wouldn't actually work if it wasn't for the actors in this program. I thought that no, acting no, was think, absolutely and, fantastic. And my, my, this is where the things I don't like and the things I do like are like side by side. So one of my right. big problems with Doctor Who has always been that the production values are so shit everything looks shit and it's like it's such shit on purpose wobbly walls and all of that kind of stuff and really bad mm-hmm. like sets and stuff and it's like it's yeah. like that on purpose and then i've read it i read it up on this i read some comments on it and saying like oh it made the most of like the lack of budget and stuff like that but why is there a lack of budget it's the most successful bbc export like why is there no uh-huh. budget for it that's what i don't understand why it looks crap and yeah it, it does look it, crap it, the sets are terrible it, 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 this this doesn't look crap. I don't think this looks crap. You got you got to think back. I mean, when was this? Two thousand and I don't know, maybe ten years ago, something like that. Yeah. Things have things have changed no, since I then, get that, and the, I... the the special effects and everything else have, have been ramped up completely. I mean, if you go back like the eighties and the, or the seventies, 
they were like that. But everything was like that. Everything was like that on TV, especially if it was a program that was sci-fi. Do you know what I mean? The sets were crap. They just had to make do. So the important thing is the story. No, no, I agree. That's that's why why I I like Doctor Who. Well, I I like this episode because of the the storytelling in it. It's a classic, like elevator story, isn't it? Ten, ten or however many random people shoved together in one room and forced to get on, and something bad happens, and they all start pointing fingers at each other. There's loads of films that employ the same narratives. There's loads of TV shows that employ the same narrative, like Inside Number Nine pretty much does this rope mm-hmm. the alfred hitchcock film pretty much do, i mean yeah. that's, that's what this is um there's, uh-huh. there, there's like a not an elephant in the room but there's a there's a monster in the room and they're all yeah. paranoid about who it is and they start accusing mm-hmm. each other and getting suspicious and you get to that point where human nature takes over like are people yeah. naturally suspicious so will you push somebody over the side of a cliff if you think that they're going to harm you mm-hmm. or will you give them the benefit of the doubt like that's yeah that's what it's about and i think that's what i really really did like about this and yeah what i liked about it was that it did do it on it doesn't need a big budget to just be one room i still think the production values are crap for a show mm-hmm. of this stature but right you're right this mm-hmm. episode in particular i haven't seen any other ones so i don't know for sure yeah but this episode in particular doesn't need anything other than that one room. Uh-huh. Um, well, that's good. I mean, that, that that's that, that's good storytelling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, well done, Russell T. Davis, because it's really, really uh-huh. well written. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's true. And um, some of the actors yeah, you're right. in it are really good. I still mm-hmm. don't like Tennant. I don't really understand mm-hmm. his accent. Why has he got this? Oh, cool, blimey, governor. We're going to go out there and see the fucking midnight. Oh, you can't even open the fucking blinds. <laughs> I, I don't, get, <laughs> don't think it's quite that droll. I don't, eh? I don't get why he talk, Why is he not just Scottish? I don't understand. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, maybe, I don't know. I can't I can't really answer that. I'm, I haven't looked into why he's not Scottish, because he is. I, and I just think he's the, over the, the top. He's so so much of an over-actor in this. Like, everything, right. every, his eyebrows are, like, fucking uh-huh. bouncing up and down. He's gurning. He's, like, his uh-huh. eyes are popping whenever he talks to anyone. And I just think yeah. he's so over the top. And I think when you're in a, certainly in this situation with such a small space, and mm-hmm. everybody's in a confined space, and it's basically one one scene you surely subtlety is more important than trying to like eat the scenery and chew the scenery like it, yeah but he, he, the doctor is eccentric the, the character of, of the doctor and maybe that's what eccentric. i'm missing maybe that's what i'm missing and he's an alien and uh, i mean right, well there you go so you've just been dropped into this now understand that i've just dropped you into this particular episode so i can understand you you sort of you, you're thinking you know, I've got misgivings. Well, That's what I've got. You've got misgivings, exactly. So I, I understand that, and I, I get where you're coming from. But I'll, I'll sort of watched all of them up to this point. Okay, maybe and if it, you've watched it, them and you know the character, yeah, it might be that. That might be why I've got a different opinion to you. I was well, going to say it's in it's in sharp contrast with somebody like Leslie Sharp, who is a phenomenal actor, and mm-hmm. even though she's the monster in it. Mm-hmm. It's not a hysterical, over-the-top performance at all. It's a, it's a really creepy, understated, eerie performance. It's not relying yeah. on shouting and screaming. 
and mm -hmm. you don't really know what the monster is all the way through. I think that's the other thing that marks this out from other Doctor Who episodes uh -huh. from what I've read is that uh -huh. basically at the end of this, you know closer to knowing what it was that was happening than you are at the beginning. Uh -huh. um, that's just the ambiguity. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's the ambiguity of it all. It is. Um, I, I, do, I do like David Tennant as the Doctor. Other things I've seen him in, not so much. Broadchurch was okay. Um, but I get where you're coming from completely. But the duck that is, he's always eccentric because he's an alien. So, I mean, he's not going to behave in the same way as other people. And, and throughout this particular episode, he, he's seen as an alien. He's seen as somebody different. And that's why he needs like his companions or whatever to be there. He, he, that, that's his connection to like humanity. Mm -hmm. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, uh, I because get... eventually what they try and do with him is chuck him out. Yeah, to try and kill them, the, yeah. the humans inside. So yeah, let, get let's that. get to what let's get to what happens with uh, with Sky anyway. So, so Leslie Sharp plays Sky, and yeah. she when at the beginning. So on that on the trip, you've got a professor, which is Patrick Crouton's son, and yeah. somebody who works with him, like a younger lass who is yes. obviously very clever, but he doesn't really uh -huh. trust her or. Uh, doesn't he doesn't value that, does her he? opinion, yeah. Yeah. Then uh -huh. you've got um, a kind of older couple with what's meant to be a teenage son, but he's definitely older than that. And the mom is Carol Jackson from EastEnders. I recognise yeah. her. Um, yeah, I thought you would. Yes. Uh -huh. uh, the dad, I wasn't sure on, but the son is the guy who plays Merlin, isn't he? Uh huh. That's right. And, and Robin Hood, isn't he? I was going to say is he Robin Hood, but I couldn't. I always yeah, I thought he, he was Robin Hood, but I can't find yeah. that. Um, yeah, and he's definitely Merlin. He's in The Fall. Is that the Gillian Anderson yeah. one? You'll know that. Sorry, mate. What was that? I missed that. He's bit. in The Fall, isn't he? Is it called The Fall? Gillian Anderson and Jamie Dornan. Actually, I think you're right. Yeah, he's a copper, isn't he? he plays, I think she has a little affair with him and he ends up getting That's shot right, in the yeah. arm or something. Um, uh -huh. And he's also in Humans. I don't know if you. Are you yes, like that our, our, yeah, well, I watched the first series and then I, I lost interest yeah again I, I i quite like that for a bit but after four episodes i'm like where's yeah i've kind of lost me interest yeah, was it i've never really warmed to him in anything uh mm -hmm. so and this he's like a sullen kind of emo teenager and this isn't he he's like that's his yeah. part uh -huh. and the other person is the final person other than the doctor is um sky something and that's Leslie mm -hmm. Sharp and she's on her yeah. own and the doctor tends like keeps giving her like a little no and wink like all oh, these guys are all idiots aren't they? Uh, <laughs> let's have a little game. I mean it's easy to poke fun at Doctor Who I think. It's very yeah, easy it to poke fun at but I mean it, it it's a kid's show at the end of the day. That's what it is. Yeah, um, like, I mean, like it, Harry it's Potter's there, a kid's it, book. So, yeah. Uh, but there's loads of adults read it for some reason instead of oh, yeah. adult books. Because people have grown up with Doctor Who and, and stuff like that. Um, and it was originally sort of set up as an educational tool for, for kids to sort of teach them about history. That would, that, That's the reason oh, is it? That, okay. that the program that. was started in that's the first cool. place. But it's moved off in other you know directions, the same as Star Wars and, and Star Trek. It's I love it. I think it's fantastic. Well, and this episode in, in particular is is just fantastic writing. As we've said, that the character of Sky sort of is possessed, and the the passengers realise 
um, that she's possessed, but she doesn't do anything at all. Yes, exactly. And it's still, it's still scary. It's still frightening. And the way that it's frightening is what she does is initially she starts copying what the passengers are yeah. seeing very slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sort of builds up and builds up and builds up where she's getting a little bit quicker and, and copying what they're, they're saying. So then she's actually saying things at exactly the same time as when the passengers are speaking. And then it ramps up to what actually stealing the doctor's voice mm-hmm. and sort of possessing him in a way. And when she does possess the doctor, the, the passengers try to throw the doctor out, um, out of the door and kill him. Um, and again, it's, it's why the doctor needs his human companions and stuff like that to his connection with humanity. And I just think it's a, it's a really good episode to watch. Eventually, of course, the doctor doesn't get thrown out there. One of the other passengers realizes what's going on. I think it's the stewardess, isn't it? The stewardess and the young student who the professor won't listen to. It's her who saves the day, not the doctor. Yeah, it's not the doctor because he's incapacitated, isn't he? And the stewardess opens the airlock and they get blown out the airlock. And, and that's it. And then he goes yeah. back to back the turnaround or they get rescued and go back. Um, yeah. There's only a couple of deaths. Well, Three, four deaths, really, because Leslie uh-huh. Sharp isn't really to blame for being possessed. The, yeah. <laughs> the stewardess uh, mm-hmm. gets goes out the airlock with her, and the yeah. driver and the mechanic they get they get uh, killed as well by the thing, don't they? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so yeah, that's four, it, yeah. four deaths, and then they get rescued. They never get mm-hmm. this. He never gets to see his waterfall, which I'm going to suggest wasn't worth the hassle in the first place. Um, and he goes back and meets up with Catherine Tate, and there's a little mm-hmm. cheesy ending where he says <laughs> something and she repeats what he says, and he says, "No, don't do that. Really, don't do it." Um, uh-huh. And she, which saying, I liked. Oh, I didn't find cheesy at all. You could say that about anything. Oh, you've got a very cynical view of Doctor Who, don't you? Cliff? Have yeah, I don't like it. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about the, the the well the new series. You you said that uh, that you thought I wouldn't like it because the doctor's a woman, I didn't and know. that's not the that's, that's yeah you did, and that and that's not that's not the case. I, I had high hopes for Jodie Whittaker. I being think she's great. Class. Have you seen? I her think she's script? great. I, I've, I, well, I've Broadchurch she was in, wasn't oh, she? Oh, that. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, and the guy who is uh, running it now, he he did that. So okay. um, the problem with it is, is the writing. I mean, uh, uh, the writing all the way through Doctor Who's been fantastic. You get odd, odd episodes, which are oh, all right, you know, not not too good. But in the last two series, the writing's just gone completely off the boil. It's just, it's not good enough. Um, okay. So I don't think you so know the right the ratings have dropped and stuff. Uh, Chisholm, someone like that. I try to keep you know out of his way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so uh, the writing's not good enough um, so Jodie Witt has really got not much to work with the acting's poor as well um, but it's the writing that, that's the problem there's, there's no subtlety to it at, at all it's just in your face basically the writing's poor it's awful now the, the programme itself is called Doctor Who isn't it that's the name of the programme so there's yeah. mystery the programme unfortunately this writer's decided to actually tell you who the doctor is, right? 
So it's okay. been revealed who the Doppler is and stuff like that. And they've put themselves in a massive corner, writing-wise, by revealing that. So not okay. only has the last two seasons been poor, you know, by Doctor Who standards, they've also kind of ingrained themselves in the law of the whole programme by sort of revealing who the Doctor is in a very poor way, which okay. sort of says to the, the all the other actors who've been the Doctors, there's always like the first Doctor, mm-hmm. William Hartnell, mm-hmm. he's the first, Patrick Troughton's the second, but no, that's not the case now because the Doctors had like previous lives before that and had a okay. mind wipe or something. So they've completely messed with it. And Do you know what I mean? Sounds unnecessary to do that. Yeah. Well, it is. I don't think they had the right to do it, especially as the, you know, the stories weren't good enough. They've, they've kind of, what I think they've done is panicked. They've completely panicked and thought, right, we're going to have to do something big here okay. because people are, people are losing the viewership. They're losing people watching the program. Okay. We're going to have to do something big, not thought about it at all mm-hmm. for the history of the program, which is important to people. And they've just blown it. So that's what, that's, that's what's happened with the oh, new that's series. Disappointing. That's you gone on a rant there. We both had a rant in this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we certainly did. We certainly did. But I'm, I'm glad we watched it. Anyway, I like Doctor Who. I'm a fan. You know, I'm a geek. I like stuff like that. I understand that you, you, it's not your thing. You know, that's fine. I've enjoyed like talking about it just because we've uh, disagreed on on bits of it. Yeah, yeah. Can't always agree, can we, Cliff? <laughs> Before we go, I just wanted to say um, like a thank you and appreciation to all of the, the what are now classed as key workers um, there where you are and here. Um, mm-hmm. What you find is all of the people that normally get overlooked or are at risk of being overlooked, like the people who work in shops, the people that deliver your takeaways, um, mm-hmm. obviously the people that work in hospitals and, and clinics and stuff like that are, are always like receiving or should be receiving everyone's praise and thanks and stuff but just those those people out on the front line that normally get overlooked i think it's mm-hmm. about time you know well it's overdue that people take notice of them and now hopefully people will see them for being the essential part of society that they are and it shouldn't really take a pandemic to to um point that out really but you yeah, know these are people definitely. and and definitely you know, some of the nationalities that have come in for stick over the years for being from different places, you know, really mm-hmm. we wouldn't, we wouldn't function without a lot of yeah. these people from wherever they're from. It doesn't matter. Um, uh-huh. So hopefully at the end of this, people will realize that. Um, uh-huh. Personally, you know, my dad's a postie and he's out there every day. And mm-hmm. again, posties are always kind of getting stick for you know, the Royal Mail and the late and all of that stuff. It's the same yeah. with the NHS. It's, it's not the people. The people don't want to be in situations where they can't do their job properly. That's down mm-hmm. to government funding and, and how the places are run by, you know, your, your millionaire bosses that'll get loads of money. And these guys mm-hmm. are on the front line doing that bit every day. So anyway, a bit of a bit of a rant and just a thank you to people like me, Dad, especially. I know he listens, so I wanted yeah. to just let him know and everyone else that you know that these people deserve your deserve your acknowledgement all year round, not just now. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's me. Yeah, done. That's that's very well said, Cliff. Definitely <laughs> very well said. And what the, the government need to do after this is start looking at people's wages as well, putting those type of people's wages up a yeah. little bit. I think. 
that's it. I think we'll just say goodbye and uh, thanks for thanks for letting us. Well, letting us. Thanks for making us watch Doctor Who. Um, no I kind, kind of enjoyed it. Um, and I definitely, <laughs> had, I definitely enjoyed talking about it. Um, yeah. Next time. Me too. Next time I've got something that I know you're excited for because I sent you the link. But uh, I'm very excited. I've watched it. I've already watched it, and it, honestly, it's fantastic. <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll tease that out as this week goes on. Um, and yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Yeah, thank uh, you. Join us on our Facebook page. Just search for the podcast name, um, mm-hmm. F Circus Pod on. Twitter, and we will see you next time. Or you can hear us anyway. Yeah. See you you don't want to see what you want to see. <laughs> see ya. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.